Tennessee, the crown jewel of American radio. Indeed it is. James Golden here with you. If you'd like to be part of today's program, all you have to do, pick up your telephone. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 848-92-TOTO. And we have so much, ladies and gentlemen, to discuss there's not a chance that I will get to all the stories that I selected for you today. The, the stack of stuff is too great to get to them all. However, I'm going to start not with a news story, but with an opinion. And I'd like to know if some of you agree with me. I have been following, as much as I can tolerate, this business with Russia and the Ukraine and our weak, pathetic response, and watching the politics of the day, for instance, Liz Cheney attacking Donald Trump for saying that Putin's move was genius, basically saying he's outsmarted Biden once again, but then again, who can't do that? I've been watching these weak sanctions that we're putting on Russia Mark Stein was just brilliant in his analysis and takedown of Kamala Harris's speech over in Europe, which was just unprepared and just as nonsensical from a world leader as you can get. And I have come to a conclusion. I, I said this on Twitter today. I, I tweeted it out. And I I don't. I don't mean to be callous. And I don't want to sound callous. But what is happening in the Ukraine is not our business, frankly. Yes, I know the history. I know that Bill Clinton promised them that, you know, if they got rid of their nukes that we would protect them. But then, who's silly enough to believe anything that Bill Clinton says? That's like... That's like saying you believe something Obama said. And if you're a nation and your livelihood depends on trust, then you have to look at the track records and you say, yeah, Bill Clinton said this. We better not trust this. Or you can look at the history of the United States and see that from administration to administration, the goalposts move on foreign policy and what one president says isn't necessarily what another president is going to do. Let me be blunt. Ukraine is Europe's problem. Ukraine is not America's problem. What happens in the Ukraine is a problem for Europe to deal with. Let me go further. Had the European nations been paying their NATO dues all these years, NATO would be a strong force. Now, are we in NATO? Sure we are. But we are pretty much NATO. The European nations have been lagging behind in their due so much, they're dependent on America in NATO. Now, President Donald Trump, thankfully, called these European nations out on it, and some of them started increasing their dues to NATO. But not enough. Had the European nations 
spent the last 80 years after World War II, after America came in with the Marshall Plan and helped rebuild Europe, had they, instead of turning to socialism and this massive welfare spending that they do and these massive protective economies that they have where workers can't be fired even if they're not needed, where unions, especially if you look in nations like France, rule the entire nation and can bring a nation to a standstill, had instead of them indulging in this welfare, endless welfare that the Democrats here in the United States want to emulate, instead of doing that, had they actually had a strong defense, had they actually built their militaries to thwart the, the threat of the communist that were at the time in, in the USSR and now in Russia, had they built a strong military to fend off the threats from communist China, Russia wouldn't dare doing what they're doing right now. Because they would understand that instead of simple sanctions, there would be a real threat that they would get their hindquarters kicked in. But Europe doesn't have all the collective nations of Europe, Eastern and Western Europe, don't have the political will, the guts, or the manpower to take on Russia by themselves. And they are dependent on Russia for their energy. Now, there are stories in the press today that are trying to give Joe Biden cover, saying, oh, no, no, what's happening in the Ukraine is going to hurt American wallets. Oh, and even Biden was out. We can't lie about this. Energy prices are going to go up. What have energy prices been doing? They've been skyrocketing under Joe Biden. And today there was a little hidden story about what they're doing with these climate change regulations that's going to push fossil fuel costs up even more. And the mainstream press doesn't tell you about that. What is happening here to our, in our economy is the fault of Joe Biden and the Democrat Party. The Ukraine's matter, the Ukraine crisis, as it's being called, should be dealt with by the Ukraine people and by the peoples of Europe. Not us. Well, there you go again, sounding like an isolationist. Not an isolationist. America's footprint is almost everywhere in the world. That doesn't mean every time the old bear raises its head that we've got to respond. Europe can respond to the bear. And they should learn how to respond to the bear. And one of the things that they need to do is figure out how they can, instead of allowing their little demonstrators to sit out in the street and block traffic like what happened in Britain yesterday, no, Germany, maybe they should tell these liberal knuckleheads over there that despite what they're feeling about climate change and despite all of their protests about nukes and everything else, that their nations actually need to defend themselves and not be dependent on the United States of America. 
and they need to find their own resources for energy and stop depending on Russia. It's called self-sufficiency. And that's what Donald Trump brought to America, self-sufficiency. We, under Donald Trump, America became an, in a worldwide producer of energy. We were exporting it, not importing it as we were with Obama and as we are now under the failed, pathetic leadership of Joe Biden. Ukraine, let Europe handle it. Leave us alone. We're busy straightening out our own mess. And by the way, you know, maybe they can ask help from Canada. If their stormtroopers haven't finished beating their own people's heads in, maybe Europe can make a deal with Canada, run an underseas pipeline instead of from Russia. Canada's got a lot of natural resources up there. Or they can buy from us. If we ever get Joe Biden out of office and return back to being an exporter of energy, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, with you here. I'd love to hear what you think about the Ukraine, whether you think this is something we need to be involved with or whether you agree with me that it's time to let Europe stand up for themselves. There is another story that my friends... deserves attention. The story comes to us today from the Daily Mail. Let me read you the headline. Fresh lab leak fears as study finds genetic code in COVID spike protein linked to Moderna patent. This is how the story begins. Fresh suspicion that COVID may have been tinkered with in a lab emerged today after scientists found genetic material owned by in the virus's spike protein. They identified a tiny snippet of code that is identical to part of a gene patented by the vaccine maker, and they're talking about Moderna, three years before the pandemic. Now, let me skip a little bit and go to this interesting part. So scientists have found in a snip of this COVID disease, a snippet of code that is identical to a part of a gene that was patented by the vaccine maker Moderna three years before this pandemic began. Well, maybe it got there naturally, James. What are you making a big deal out of it? Maybe, maybe, maybe the disease just replicated that patent. Don't you put on your tinfoil hat. Don't you take this into conspiracy land. You know, Twitter and Facebook might ban you if you if you say something like that. Well, 
the scientists say that there is a one in three trillion chance that the Moderna sequence randomly appears in COVID through natural evolution. One in three trillion. One in three trillion. Now, at this, you all ought to be raised. There there need to be some questions here. I have maintained, number one, let's start with this. Something my daughter texted me when I sent her the story. Her immediate response was, yeah, and they all said Trump was crazy. No, he wasn't. Because President Trump kept saying we need to understand where this disease came from, and he questioned the origin. Now, let me tell you, and again, I am not putting on a tinfoil hat. I'm not going into conspiracy land. I'm not saying one way or another with any certainty what happened because I don't know. But let us just, as they used to say back in the good old 2000s, the early 2000s, let us connect the dots. Dot number one. The United States under Donald Trump, right before this COVID disease, in infiltrated and inflicted the world. What was happening with China and what was happening with the United States? Donald Trump had initiated a trade war with China. And he demanded that China stop doing things that they were doing, like stealing intellectual property from our corporations and from our artists like playing fast and loose with the currency markets, and like this incredible trade imbalance that was taking place between China and the United States. And so Donald Trump put tariffs on China that they were not used to, and they did not like them. And they went all bravado. They threw some tariffs on us and returned. But here's the problem. Our trade imbalance with China meant that at a certain point, they could throw all the tariffs they wanted to on us. It didn't matter because we weren't doing that much business with them where the tariffs would matter. But they were doing enough business with us that the tariffs that Donald Trump put on hurt their economy and hurt it bad. China's economy began to suffer. And then China began to make concessions to the United States of America under the leadership of President Donald Trump. This went largely unreported in the mainstream press. This was a major geopolitical victory that no president in our history had pulled off before with China. Had this happened under Obama, they would have erected statues in every blue city in America proclaiming him the biggest economic, the biggest genius and foreign policy expert and leader that the world has ever seen. But it was Donald Trump, and so our corrupt press ignored what a tremendous 
deal this was. So what happened next? Let us connect the dots. As China was tail between the legs for the first time since China opened their economy to the extent that they did, they lost face. But before it could sink into the world that they had lost, here comes COVID. Now, I am not saying, I am not saying that there is a direct and causal relationship. I'm just pointing out what happened. We had this incredible geopolitical victory with the United States over China. China's economy was tanking. And then came COVID. And the rest of the world's economy soon began to tank. And with their economic might, their ability to produce, mass produce, mask and everything else, guess whose economy rebounded really quickly? China. Now, we have all heard the stories about the Wuhan lab and all of that. Here's what my question is. None of us know with certainty how this disease came to be that has inflicted the world for almost three years now. Isn't it about time that we got the answers? And Moderna, you have some explaining to do. How does your code end up, your code from three years before COVID began, end up in COVID right now? James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, coming back with you right after this. Bo knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. Earth, wind, and fire bring us back. WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. That's right, Earth, Wind, and Fire, you are a shining star. Now, listen, folks, this is, there are a lot of more, there are a lot more dots to connect. I was just reminded that there's another dot. So many coincidences happen. China needs to save face, and at the same time, the Democrats and the political establishment in our country all of a sudden needed mail-in voting because COVID was here. And, oh, no, no, we can't trust voting the way that it was. Oh, no, we have to have these little drop boxes everywhere. Who benefits from all of this? Let's go back and connect the dots and keep asking the question. Who benefits? Well, we do know that somebody over at Moderna benefited. Remember this. A few months back, I did a story congratulating Moderna because Two of the head guys over at Moderna 
became billionaires. They broke into the billionaires club. And now we learn that there is inside COVID a one in three trillion chance sequence of Moderna's gene that was patented three years before the pandemic ever hit. Connect the dots. Connect those dots. Let me say this. This disease has inflicted pain and suffering in the United States on a massive scale. The overreaction by some Democrat blue cities only compounded that, driving people out of their homes, driving people out of their businesses, driving people into nursing homes where they spread the disease and infected even more people, and we had these massive deaths with families unable to even recognize and bury their loved ones and have the normal grief processes that take place after these horrible deaths took place. Worldwide, it is, I saw a story the other day that the number of deaths in India, no one really knows because everyone knows the the reporting wasn't done accurate and there is speculation that those deaths could go up into the millions of COVID-related deaths. Anyone that has experienced hardcore COVID knows that it is a disease that hits you like no other. I can tell you that from personal experience. Even though I was vaccinated, my experience with COVID is the worst disease I have ever faced. The world deserves answers. And right now, politicians in both parties in the United States are too afraid to even ask the questions that are necessary. Where did this disease originate? How did it originate? How did it get from China and spread through the rest of the world? Was it by accident or was it something more nefarious than that? And if this disease was manipulated in a lab, who is going to be held accountable? Because there needs to be accountability. Yet, politicians in the Republican Party and the Democrat Party in this country refuse, with few exceptions, like Senator Rand Paul and others, there are some other members in the House, mostly in the Freedom Caucus, that ask the tough questions, who has benefited from this disease? Was this disease man-made? They don't mind telling you that global warming is man-made, even though they have no proof. Here, they won't look for the proof that seems to be coming out anyway that there is man-made at least some connection to man-made processes inside this disease. America, we deserve the truth. My fellow Americans, 
I don't care what political party you're in. I don't care what gender you claim. I don't care what color you are, what age you are. America, we deserve the truth. And if our political leaders are too afraid to ask for the truth, then we need to demand new leaders. We deserve the truth. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, I'm coming back with you. We'll start your calls right after this. Now, here's the soul of excellence, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. WABC, Talk Radio 77, the crown jewel of American radio. Remember... Right after this program, Cats at Night is on. And join John Cats right after the program. Listen, America, I have just a few other things to say and then right to the phones. My fellow black Americans, African Americans, whatever you want to call yourself this week, because it's changed so much since I was a kid. You know, one of these days I'll go through all those iterations, not now. But listen to this, my fellow African Americans, black Americans, People of color, whatever it is. Remember throughout the, the, uh, the, uh, all this COVID, all the news stories that said, and you know, and we know this, that the black communities in America were hardest hit by COVID. All you have to do is look at the death rates because the death rates were horrible. I know I lost, I lost people in COVID. Many of us did, regardless of color. I know so many people that lost people, and you do too. But they kept saying black people hardest hit, black people hardest hit, black people hardest hit. Okay, so here's the deal. My fellow African-Americans, black Americans, you were hardest hit during COVID. Now, your leaders in the Democrat Party, your progressive leaders, are out peddling this this thing to you that y'all need reparations for stuff that happened before you were even born. How about this? Instead of trying to get reparations from your fellow Americans, many of whom weren't even in the country or their ancestors weren't in the country when the horrors of slavery were taking place, Why not do this? Why not go ask China for reparations from COVID? This happened during your lifetime. Why aren't your congressional black caucus leaders standing up in Washington, D.C., pointing their bony little fingers at China and saying, hello, you did this to my people And we want reparations right now. We don't want to wait 300 years. America, we need the truth. Where did this disease come from? Who's responsible for it? If it is a natural disease, then tell us that. But if this thing happened in a lab, then we need to find out who was responsible for that lab how did this happen? How does Moderna's code end up in COVID? Code that was written three years before COVID began? And we need answers. And we need accountability. 
This was the worst thing that has happened to this economy since the Depression. We need accountability. And America, don't stop asking until we get accountability. And if your leaders won't demand accountability, get new leaders. Let's go to the phones. Mary Beth in Long Island. Hi, James Golden with you on WABC. James, I actually called about something else, but while I was on hold, I heard this. This is beyond unbelievable, James. Truly. How does Moderna's code get Moderna's code? That was written three years before the COVID disease is found in COVID. How does that happen? Yes, it is unbelievable, Mary Beth. To say this, but, you know, they talk about uh, Obama told uh, Fauci that money could not be given to this type of research in China. And then we've heard that Fauci found a way around that and got money. To those labs. What is his connection with Moderna? I don't know. And these are, again, questions that need to be asked of Dr. Fauci. And we do need, Mary Beth, accountability. And isn't it strange that you and I and everyone else in this country keeps asking these questions, and yet our political leaders of both parties, with few exceptions, again, like Senator Rand Paul and other members of the House, Refuse to ask these questions. It's um, it gets worse every day. Oh my God! It it gets absolutely worse every single day. Uh, well, keep um, the faith, because let me tell you something, Mary Beth. Your voice, your voice, asking for questions. Along, if you can talk to your neighbors and let them know what's happened. If you can talk to wherever you worship and talk to the people there and let them know what's happened. One voice can multiply into thousands, thousands can multiply into millions, and millions can ask the questions and demand from our leaders the answers. And if millions don't get the answers, they can turn these miscreants out of office and get people into office that will answer their questions. And it is possible. This is America. And America, this is possible. We can get the answers to these questions. Mary Beth, what did you originally call in about? I'm curious. I originally called about um, the situation in Ukraine. And all I wanted to say to President Biden, if he would listen, is, Get your own border under control, buddy, before you care about someone else's. Oh, my God. Thank I, you. <laughs> Maribeth, that's perfect. You don't have to say that is perfect. Get your own border under control, buddy, before you worry about someone else's. You have said it all. Let us go to Harold, New Jersey. Harold, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. What is on your mind this afternoon? How are you, sir? I hope you're well. I'm calling because you're definitely on the right track with China. And I think that Trump basically identified it. And I think that this Ukraine thing would have never happened uh, if allowed to make friends with Putin. 
because in 1991, I was over. I, I went to Russia. I did business there for 15 years. I saw the corruption in the Ukraine. It was the Wild West multiplied, tripled. So my point is that had we had, had we had Putin as an ally, which they wanted to do because everybody loved America. Every Russian loved America. In 91, they wanted our genes, our, our companies. and they, All we had to do was, was start to, to build up their economy a little bit and sort of get married like we married the Chinese. Had we done that, we would have had Putin. The Ukraine would have been the Ukraine. And Putin would have we, – we scared him into a corner. He was – we scared him as a pack rat. So what is Harold, I love the way you think, but I'm going to just push back on you a little bit. I always listen to Rush, and one of the things that Rush reminded people time and time again about Putin was that Putin was a former KGB guy. And once a hardcore commie, always a hardcore commie. That as an ideology doesn't change. So when you say the Russians loved America – well, the, Amer- the Russian people who were envious of the West because they were being starved to death and had supply chains like we do now, thank you, Joe Biden, couldn't go in the store and buy anything because the shelves were empty. Those Russian people liked the citizenry. Many of them liked America. But the leadership, including Putin, never liked America, and Putin has never liked America in his life, and he doesn't like it now. You look at what Putin did with Obama, which is pretty much dismiss him and treat him like a punk. You look at what he's doing to Joe Biden, dismiss him and treat him like a punk. And the only reason he didn't do that to Trump was because Trump had his number from day one. And Trump wasn't going to let him treat him like a punk. And so Putin never loved America, and he's never going to love America. And if we had befriended, as you say, Putin, and... Putin would probably be sitting over right now annexing Hawaii or Alaska closer. Because, you know, you can look outside Alaska and see it from some windows. So anyway, Pete in New Jersey, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden. Hey, Bo, earlier in your broadcast, you said America doesn't owe Ukraine anything. You know, you're absolutely right. We don't. But the Democrat Party does. The Ukraine party, the Ukraines, are the biggest contributors to the Clinton Foundation, along with other Democratic parties, and probably on the other side of the aisle also with the rhinos. What say you? I say you have a point. I say if we want to find out what Ukraine really owes, we need to get to the bottom of this Hunter Biden business. I say that Peter Schweitzer should be actually looked at and all the information he dug up on the Clinton Foundation and the way that they were doing business. I say the Democrats, America, the Democrats need to be held to account for their deals with Iran, with, with Iran, with the Ukraine, and with China. And it goes on and on. Pete, great point. Thank you. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdley, right here with you on 77 WABC. Remember, Cats at Night coming up after this show. Keep it right here, and we're coming back right after this. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdley, is on 77 WABC. 
That's Re, Aretha Franklin, here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Well, look at here. We got breaking news from up north. The little boy tyrant, uh, Justin Trudeau, has ended the use of the Emergencies Acts. He says the situation is no longer an emergency. Well, I guess not. Your stormtroopers stamped out all dissent. You crushed the opposition. You threw peaceful protesters in jail. Of course you don't. It's not an emergency. Everybody knows how mean you are now, Justy. Go put on some blackface again and go party. Do something. Get off world stage. Tyrant. Um, anyway, there is news from down south, too, in Florida. Governor Ron DeSantis is backing a Florida House of Representatives measure that would withhold $200 million from 12 school districts that defied the state's ban on mask mandates. And Democrats are outraged. And I love it. When Democrats are outraged, it is music to my ears. These districts, some of them like the blue district of Palm Beach, broke the law. The governor made the law in Florida. Masks are optional. But no, they refused to follow it. And so now the House of Representatives saying, okay, you guys in these school districts don't want to obey the law. We're going to take some money from you. And Democrats are having a cow. I hope this thing passes. Texas, you're going to be hearing a lot about this one. The governor there, Greg Abbott, is directing state agencies to conduct a prompt and thorough investigation into the use of gender-affirming care for transgender children. A move that follows an opinion from the state attorney general that such treatments are a form of child abuse. Whoa. You are only hearing the beginning salvo in that one. I guarantee you. There was a brutal murder at a bodega a few weeks ago. And yes, another career criminal who should have been in jail has been busted by police. It happened in Queens. And we can only hope that this time, if found guilty, he'll actually stay in jail for a while. Let us get back to the phones. Mike, New Jersey, you're up next. What is on your mind this afternoon, Mike? Hi, James. Nice to speak to you. And that's great news about the prime minister up there in Canada, as Mark Stein calls him. Uh, my thing is, if Joe Biden says we're going to have to have pain given this Ukraine situation, so why doesn't Joe send his son, Hunter, who's a naval reservist, as we know, because he has extensive experience in Ukraine and can fight on the front. And while we're at it, let's also include Lieutenant Colonel O. Say, can you see Vinman? <laughs> oh, what an excellent suggestion. I had forgotten all about Mr. Vinman because he's entirely forgettable except for his anti-Trump hatred. You know, he's another one 
that thought that he actually ran, he was in charge of our foreign, foreign policy, not the president. And he's still out there making noise. Let's go to Highland, New Jersey. Thanks for the call. John, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Hi there, Mr. Goldman. We love you. Our whole family loves you. Thank you. Uh, I'm calling about uh, a word that you use in your monologue, but I'll get back to that. The word is leadership. I just want to address that word. But uh, I also want to participate in your uh, connecting the dots thing. Any naive person, of course, could connect three or five. Like, first of all, it's my staff. You know, we get through that was wrong. And this code thing is over the dot. another dot. And one more dot. It, you don't need much to, to, to know that this was all intentional. But that's circumstantial. In order to get what you were praying for, accountability, we'll need something more concrete. Who can get that? I don't know. I'm not going to hold my breath. But uh, God bless you. But in your monologue, I need to straighten you out on something. A lot of people say uh, the leadership of Joe Biden stinks. You're wrong. The leadership of Joe Biden is perfect. Only Justin Trudeau could do better. He is leading us and his administration. He's the head, the figure that is leading us into destruction as America as we knew it. He's a great, what better, an empty-headed, a, a, a broken-down Trojan horse. He's the leader. AOC couldn't get elected. I mean, but they're all to his administration. It's a broad brush, but there's only a few or so people, you know, uh, involved in that. His administration, he's the leader. He's a great leader. Straight he's a great leader in taking this country down the path of destruction. Thank you for clarifying that, John. I stand corrected. Thank you for the call. And you tell your family I love them back and love you back, too. Thank you. Appreciate that. Let's go to... Uh, Paul in Yonkers, New York. Paul, welcome. Hi, Hi, James. I'm retired from the NYPD. I spent my first seven years with the New York City Transit Police. I had a front row seat for Eric Adams' uh, racial antics. I'll give you an example. One morning, we came into our command at Columbus Circle of District 1, and there were flyers sticking out of our mailboxes from a fictitious white supremacist. And this came from his brother. You did this call already. I remember this word for it. Look, Paul, do me a favor. I love you, but you got to do this. I'm not going to be Mr. Propaganda. You came with this call already. We heard it. And I know that you think that Eric Adams' brother was responsible for this, and he let his brother off the hook. And I'm not disputing any of that. I vaguely remember the case. But you did that. Don't use this program to keep beating that same drum. Let's talk about Eric Adams today and his failure to make this city safe despite his promises. Let's talk about all of his promises of what he's going to do with the subways. And the subways are still unbearable today. And people are still being stabbed, slammed with metal rods. The homeless are still sleeping all over the subways. He is a failure. Now, I don't want Mayor Adams to be a failure because I want New York City safe. I want this region safe. I want New York safe. I want New Jersey to be safe for people to live in. Connecticut, Pennsylvania, we deserve this. We don't deserve the crime wave. America doesn't deserve the crime wave that it's having from these Democrat Party minions. 
But I'm not going to keep bashing Eric Adams on the stuff he did when he was a cop. It's documented. He's the mayor now. We need action or he needs to go. And I'm tired of seeing Eric Adams running around like he's a fashion model. I wish he'd spend as much time really solving the problems of the people of New York as he does in the mirror. Making sure that he's the best dressed, best looking mayor that New York ever had. We have a lot more dots to connect, folks. I'm very serious about this. We need answers, and we cannot settle for less. This story today in the Daily Mail is huge. It needs to be verified, of course, but if scientists are telling us that they're finding code, genetic code from a Moderna patent three years before COVID ever took place, the, the billionaire executives, the newly made, minted billionaire executives of Moderna need to face reporters and explain how this happened. We need to understand the origins of this disease that has killed so many of our fellow citizens and wounded the lives of hundreds of millions of Americans by wounding our economy and killed millions worldwide. America, we need the truth. And if your leaders and my leaders, Republican and Democrats, are too afraid to demand the truth from China or from American pharmaceutical companies, then we need new leaders. We are New York. We are Pennsylvania. We are Connecticut. We are New Jersey. We are New York City strong, the best city in the world, and we are America, the most incredible nation humanity has ever witnessed. God give you his blessings and protections and your family the same, and we will be back tomorrow. Remember, John Katz up next. Keep it right here. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley. Pleasure to be with you. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.